Welcome to the CSRG Podcast. I'm Keanu. And I'm Chris. And today we're going to talk about iron sights versus optics, I guess. Kind um, of. Like with a little bit of uh, minor versus major mixed in with it. Yeah, but I think so. This was actually a topic uh, given to us by our friend Drew. Um, and I guess the main focus is to go about how it really affects stage planning more than anything. I think that's how we're going to start. We're going to kind of go into you know, the differences in how we plan our stages as an open shooter and a limited shooter. But interestingly enough, we had another friend. So Caleb, who's on our podcast um, a few episodes ago, you know, he was talking about how at one of the matches that he was shooting last weekend, I guess it was this weekend, maybe? No, last weekend? Last weekend. Um, how, you know, they, there were some limited shooters who were just kind of complaining like, oh, the stage or this match was so biased towards uh, optics or red dots. So we're going to kind of jump into People that, always say that, though. Let, let's be honest. And I guess that's the whole, like, you know, oh, Timmy, old people thing. You know, People just see. like to complain. Um, oh, don't get me wrong. Carry optics is for boomers and Timmies. But, like, you know, optics. Not necessarily carry optics, but, like... And like, oh, the only carry optics on I would shoot is that Beretta 92X with that yo, optic. That was hot. that Beretta. That was hot. Um, I don't it, like carry optics, but I'd shoot that gun. It has me rethinking a lot of things in terms of uh, what guns I'm going to own <laughs> next year. It's been, it's been making me shoot. rethink my sexuality lately. No, <laughs> No homo, because... Well, I mean, JJ's involved, so I think I think we're all good there. Everyone understands, or most people understand. Women don't understand it, but women really don't. Yeah, but I think most most of us guys who shoot USPSA, we kind of all understand it. So, um, but yeah, so let's jump into it. So I guess what I I guess I want to start with a misconception of iron sights needs to plan their stages differently. I, I kind of want to go in that direction first, more so than how it's different or you know how it's different. What, what do you think are the misconceptions of, oh, you have a red dot, so the stage plan should be easier for you? Um, I think that really comes into play when, when you have the option of doing stuff like run up on a partial target versus kind of just stand back, stand further back and take the shots from, from the further position. I think that's when you start having differences in opinion on how to shoot the stage when you're shooting optics versus irons. And I've I found that a lot of people shooting irons, whether major or minor power factor, if given the choice whether to run up and take maybe a second, second and a half of movement to hit the target, they'll usually do it over standing another 10, 15 yards back and taking the shots from there. And I understand the trade-off there, especially yeah. shooting minor power factor. I, mm. I understand it. So I, I think when when you start minimizing the target presentation and trying to trying to force the shooter to, to to really like tighten down on how they take the shot. I think that's when you start seeing the difference there. But also kind of like at the at the higher levels, I don't even I don't know if, if it's there. I think it's just it's still contextual because I think at nationals we had a couple stages where we had where you could either run up or you could shoot the stage from uh, further behind. One stage in particular where you had four boxes you can shoot the entire stage from three boxes all the way in the back, <clears throat> and it was fifteen second or fifteen yards, I think, to get to the end box. Uh-huh. But it was substantially easier, and I think every single uh, higher level shooter, with the exception of a f- small handful, did that. They ran up over shooting from further back. Yeah, and I think right. So I think from a stage planning perspective. That really comes down to skill set, right? I mean, are are you capable of taking a shot on yeah. a partial? Yeah, and it's funny because like all the discussions I've had with um with the people in my squad, like like with the GMs on my squad at nationals, they were all saying, 
the make or break on that stage was a single partial target. It was a no shoot coming up to the middle of the alpha on a oh, on a USPSA uh, target, and that's the target that they were concerned about. Yeah, because they felt like that the amount of time that they were going to spend. Well, it, it came down to that and the stage plan. So the stage plan would have required a little bit of bobbling around, a little bit of movement, mm-hmm. um, and like some more thinking, I guess, into the into the plan as opposed to running up and just hosing. Yeah, I think it was between that and a single target presentation that kind of that was a make or break for the stage. Yeah, and so and, in, so for nationals for you guys, that was was carry optics. It was limited in carry. It was optics, limited right? in carry optics. Yeah. And so, did you have any carry optics? You know, like higher level carry optics shooters on your squad for that for that particular stage? Because I'm, I'm, I, I on my on my squad, I really don't think I did. Because yeah, I watched John Vlieger shoot. He shot it from the three boxes in the back. He didn't uh-huh. run up. Because I'm wondering, right? Like, was there really a big discrepancy in terms of how people approach that stage based on limited versus carry optics? If you really look at the higher level shooters in terms of, you know, are they going to run up on it versus are they going to take it from the back? So I think that'd be an interesting uh, thing to look into, right? Because I guess even for, you know, if I'm thinking about a partial target with a no shoot, right? So that's danger target, big penalty if you screw it up. Um, I feel like a lot of open shooters will take the opportunity to minimize that risk, right? So because no matter what division you're shooting, what power factor you're shooting, um, it's all about minimizing risk to maximize reward, right? Well, kind of, yeah, but you also have to think about how, you know, when you're shooting with a dot and comp and a two-pound trigger, you have a substantial amount of advantage over, you know, all else being equal outside of shooting 40 versus 9, you have, you know, an open shooter has every advantage to take shots from further away. It makes it, you know, substantially easier to make harder shots yeah I, I just because you have so much you have a lot less variables i, I would agree with right? that right but especially between limited and open yeah and like i've definitely um, gone to local matches and i've seen stages and i like my first thought was if i had a dot i would know i would have no problem taking these shots from here but since i'm shooting iron sights it's i can do it more consistently and more repeatedly from a closer position and it might cost me a you know a you know a second second and a half but Realistically, if I'm thinking that there's a good chance, and, and like you know, all the other limited shooters on my squad are thinking that there's a good chance that a lot of the other people I'm competing against in limited division are doing the same thing, yeah. because they're you know they're all thinking on the same track. Yeah, and so I guess this is also an interesting thing about stage design too, right? Because um, based on the hit factor of the stage, right, that would probably also dictate is it worth. Um, you know, taking the movement and the time to minimize the risk and the points versus taking the time over the points, right? Um, but I think the uh, an interesting thing though is usually you see a lot of people also kind of complain about that at local matches um, for targets that are open targets, and I think that's an interesting like a situation for that because with an open target at like twenty five yards versus taking that open target at ten yards, a lot of people would opt to build their stage plan around shooting that target closer than further away right like yeah. at least you know let's say you know a dc class shooter would do that regardless they'll try of, and think the easiest way to do regardless it regardless of whether they're shooting which at their level isn't necessarily wrong but i think shooting at a higher more competitive level you definitely want to start thinking you know is it you know 10 to 15 yards difference like what you said right mm-hmm. that's not a make or break difference for me especially for an open target right yeah especially for an open target i see if i can take a shot from 15 yards and i can save myself a position or like or even like half a step into in, into a second position i'm going to take it yeah and right? and so and then you know 
I feel like especially for open target, if there's no penalty, right, then I think that that whole dichotomy of stages are designed for optics or it favors optic shooters kind of goes out the window when you're taking out penalties yeah. for, for targets out that far. Because at that point, that's a training issue, right? If you're shooting limited, um, you know, I, I guess production as well. I think that one's that's a little tougher with the minor scoring. Um, but, you know, on a controlled cadence, you should be able to pound out an Alpha Charlie at 25 yards on an open target, right? Um, pretty easily. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's uh, a lot to ask for. I think I could do it with iron sights. At what distance? At 25 yards on an open USPSA target, like an Alpha Charlie. I think Alpha Charlie, without really trying, that's what you, that's what you should be shooting for. Yeah. And you should be able to fairly repeatably, like, you know, with like 85% repeatability, shoot two Alpha. Mm-hmm. And I think, and right, and then I think that becomes a training issue where, if, for example, the stage has open targets at that distance where it's presentable at you know 10 yards versus 25 yards, I think that discussion of red dots giving you an advantage or favoring red dots goes out the window because I think for you, you'd probably be pulling like, what, 0. 0.2, 0. 0.25 splits at 25 yards? I can't shoot that fast at 25 yards. I can barely shoot that fast at 15 yards. Really? Yeah. 0. 0.2, point, like 0. 0.18 is legitimately probably the fastest I'd shoot in any match. So I think... Um, 25 yards, I'd probably be close to, like, my guess would be 0.5, about half-second splits on those targets with, with well-aimed, fairly well-aimed shots. Well, let's say, let's say if you're just trying to, like, burn Alpha Charlie, it'd still be about the same? Like, yeah. You, not... I don't really think about, oh, well, I'm just going to get Alpha Charlie. I, uh-huh. like, I aim deliberately at the center. Gotcha. Uh-huh. For, for the most part. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I guess if the stage calls for targets at long distances with no shoots or hard cover i think it, it probably does favor optics in a sense um but in, but i think we we're talking about this as well like for some reason it seems like carry optics and limited share hit factors pretty closely right yeah um and so i'm i I wonder if that's because it's like you know minor with an optic versus major and... i think it's minor with an optic and you have a bigger magazine uh-huh um, well, you have a larger capacity. Magazine size is the same. And versus major with a magwell and iron sights. And it's actually pretty cool to kind of see that, like, like, like when carry optics first came out, it was like, whatever. You know, pe- people were, like, when it had 10 rounds, yeah. it was basically just deluxe production. And, like, 35-ounce right, or yeah, whatever. Like, 35-ounce yeah. guns before the 45-ounce rule. Um, and then, you know, since carry optics has been out for, what, four or five years mm-hmm. now? And it's like a solidified division. It's a very popular division. It's been good for the sport. Yeah, because I mean, it really is just a way to get a taste of you know the open life without. It's open pores, but it's also like people who just want to, like everyone who, like even you think like it's just fun shooting minor with a dot. It is. It, it's it's like very... it's no worries because you can, you can shoot with a dot. You can have your fun. You can hose a little bit too, and you don't have to worry about your open gun breaking. Yeah, and it's also a lot more methodical uh, of a way of shooting, right? Like, it's like production level of uh, deliberateness, right? W- without the without the, without the <laughs> without the nubs on top of the gun, and without and without the, all the reloading, and without you know the tennis elbow from reloading so many magazines. Um, I don't get it in my elbow; I get it in my shoulder. Well, yeah, tennis, whatever, all the issues you'll body have. destruction, <laughs> trying to pull the magazines out. But I think that's why it's such a fun division. Um, but again, you do also see very high hit factors coming out of it, which I think is also, um, yeah. you know, really fun, especially for a lot of newer shooters. It's 
it's really just an easy way to get a taste of you know what it's like to compete on a higher level. Well, I think it's um, good for newer shooters too, because especially people who are just new to shoot, newer to shooting in general, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of the uh, it takes a lot of the the aiming and the iron sight difficulty out of the equation. Yeah, which it, is good. It, it takes out a lot of the complexity, and like for yeah. me, I still don't know how to shoot a gun with uh, iron sights, right? And so, yeah. But but like it allows you to compete at a high level without having to worry about one aspect of it, and so I do think because of that. Um, carry optics does reward athleticism um, very much as a division um, even though it's um, I guess because of the magazine capacity and the scoring you still have to kind of hold back a little bit in terms of the movement you know it's not like open where you can blast out you know a 0.15 split on close targets with an alpha charlie but you still, you know, you still have to be very smooth in your movement. It all has to be very methodical. And I think, especially, you know, watching Max Michelle shoot, he is very efficient in his movement. Um, but it just also helps that he can shoot it like an open gun almost and just, you know, snake bite alphas on every target he shoots. Um, but he I, dropped a lot. He drops a lot of Charlies at Nationals usually. He's just stupid fast. Yeah, and which, which is incredible, right? Because I, I, it almost looks like he's shooting open, but he's shooting carry optics. You know, non-comped gun. Um, but this also brings up the, you know, Chris Tilly this year at Battle of the Beaches shooting open yeah, minor. Yeah, he, he went minor at, uh, yeah, he went minor at Battle of the Beach. Yeah, but he still, what, like, what? He, he handily like, won overall. Like 10% overall or something? Was, I don't think it was 10%, but it was, it was a considerable amount that I, I think him switching from major to minor, he only lost, like, one and a half percent. Two percent, but he he didn't drop a lot of points though, because yeah. he knew what he had to do. It, which I think is amazing though, because when you see some like when you see Jeff Emmerich shoot as well, um, you know his Tanfo, like yeah. that thing it it doesn't move when like when it comes to recoil, like it's it's probably almost as fast of a cycling gun as an open gun. I wouldn't go that far, but well, at, at least from like a, a human constraint perspective, like I'm pretty sure with a tuned Tanfo, you could be pulling under 0.15 splits. Yeah, dude, like, that's a fast split. I don't think like I, I would pucker shooting that fast. But but you, I think you could mechanically you could right. Okay, mechanically I could shoot my my Beretta or my Titan that fast too. Yeah, which which is why I think though with with a gun shooting minor ammo without a compensator, but has a very similar recoil impulse. Maybe a sight picture difference because it's slide mounted versus you know frame, frame mounted. mounted. Yeah, um, like you'll have a disruption in the dot way more than you would in open. But I feel like the guns. Especially now, you know, with like the lesions that are out, you know, people are shooting shadow twos. Like the the guns recoil very little for minor, and so you can imagine if you can if you can make your hits, you can run a carry optics gun as fast as you can an open gun as long as you're making your hits, right? And a little slower, I, I think. Oh, a lot of the carry optics um, loses out to open just in minor scoring. Um, it's. I think it's it's less the dot movement or the guns themselves. I think it's entirely down to minor scoring and magazine capacity. Yeah. Oh yeah, magazine capacity. I, I really sure. think that's that's what it comes down to. But I guess like in the same light, limited is like limited is diluted from open in the same way too, is just on different parts of the gun. Yeah. Right? You have mm-hmm. a little bit more recoil, you have iron sights and you have smaller magazines, but you still have the benefit of major scoring. And the major scoring is like newer shooters don't don't have 
like they don't seem to understand the the amount of uh forgive uh you know forgiveness you get in scoring oh my god just from that one extra point like like all all those comments of oh just shoot limited minor or just get your hits like you know it uh... is the dumbest thing you could ever say limited minor is dumb i know this i shot last week limited minor and i beat myself (laughs) shooting l10 minor that is how dumb it is it was so dumb on principle i beat myself with 10 round mags but but yeah like you like especially when somebody's first starting out like oh just shoot limited minor you know major scoring doesn't really matter that much because you just need to make your alphas anyways and this is usually you know i don't i don't want to um you know point fingers or anything but this is usually from people who are like oh i'm a three gun shooter but it comes from three gun shooters timmies and newbies yeah yeah and especially like on reddit you'll see people like hey i'm a three gun shooter i really want to start shooting uspsa some more um you know i don't necessarily want to be competitive but i still want to have you know give myself an advantage and people are like, oh, just shoot your three-gun rig because, you know, you just make your alphas. It doesn't really matter. But well, Like, that's fine if they want to train for pistol with three-gun. But if they want to play the game of USPSA and they want to shoot limited minor with a Glock 34 and a Magwell, they're going to get their they're gonna, poop pushed They're going to get destroyed. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, um, it's, it's unfair. And, like, to... I don't really have anything against people who want to train, you know, a specific in a specific discipline to get better at a, to, to get better as a portion of another discipline. That's fine. But don't go around acknowledging, like, don't, or don't go around pretending that you're going to be totally fine, completely, you know, competitive shooting a gun that is intentionally handicapped by your own will. Yeah, and I think that, on, that, that is only a viable option if you are Max Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, because I feel like with... with... Well, Max, Mich- Max Michelle has paid the big bucks. He is, and he. I don't want to say he's the only one, but he's probably one of the few in the industry who you know that's all he does. Right? Yeah, and he's he, and his, yeah. his livelihood, and Sig is probably paying for his kid's college fund. Like that's all happening. Um, but but like you said, it's. I think it's okay to acknowledge that shooting minor in a division where major is available to you is dumb. Um, it, it, it is dumb to acknowledge saying that you know you just have to shoot your alphas like. Oh yeah, that's the same thing where I'd be winning all my matches if I were just shooting <laughs> all my alphas. Yeah, what right? do you think it felt like to be Chris Tilly and spend freaking Akai money on a gun, and then go and then you know just play deluxe carry optics at Battle <laughs> at the Beach, <laughs> and then, just, <laughs> and yeah, then beat everyone? <laughs> yeah, um, but but like that's some crazy stuff to think about. Um, but you know, interestingly enough, though, I think you know there as a part of the things that we wanted to talk about as well with the whole major. Major scoring or iron sights versus, um, care, you know, optics pretty much is, you know, target presentation as well and how that affects your stage planning. And I think optics aside, I think for, for me personally, I think how you engage a target based on how the target's presented is really more about your skill set than the type of um, sighting device you're using. But I think major and minor have a bigger play in whether you take a partial versus a full presentation of the A zone. Um, yeah, like where and when you take a target. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't think that's necessarily as dependent on whether you're shooting iron sights or using a red dot, but more so, what what scoring are you under, right? Yeah. Um, and especially shooting open, it's so tempting to just take the uh, take the two Charlies on a partial target with you know very little a showing, but as I've learned very hard in a very hard manner. Um, it sucks for minor when you take two Charlies because that's pretty much a... It sucks uh, for major too at the higher level because all those guys, like people like Christian Seiler and JJ are still shooting a crap ton of 
crap ton of alphas. Yeah. Like well, they're getting their points. Yeah, for sure. But I guess, you know, the, the situation that I'm, I think in, at Shadowhawk last week, there was that short stage. It was almost mirrored on both sides, but the last target was that hard lean where he saw maybe a third of the A zone. You um, could see, not even, you you could like see like a sliver, like a quarter like, sliver like the of perf, the A zone. Probably. Well, you can um, see a little bit more, like like a quarter, a vertical quarter of the A zone, the entire trolling, the entire delta. Yeah. But I think, given how much movement was on that stage, it was shooting minor or major. It was a no-brainer just to take the Charlies. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, what I did, but, uh, both AM and PM relays. Yeah. But, so I guess, you know, if you were to expand that out, right? Because you, you did have a full A-zone presentation if you went to the other port. Um, you know, if it was a longer course of fire where you could mitigate some of that movement, it would be a no-brainer to to design your stage plan around taking those two alphas instead of taking two charlies if you're shooting minor. Yeah. Um, because if, if you really think about it, um, what is it? How much are deltas in minor? One point. One point. They're, ba- they're basically lucky mics. Yeah. So pretty much if you get two charlies, that's a alpha delta essentially shooting minor. And Versus I, major? Well, well, no, I'm just oh, saying. Two charlies is an alpha delta. Yeah. yeah so yeah, like yeah. you can look at shooting two charlies in minor as shooting an alpha delta. And that's, that's atrocious essentially that's a that's a very bad point spread for a target yeah you only get 60 percent of points yeah and um i think you know a lot of people i don't know if a lot of people think about scoring that way in minor where if you get you know an alpha or what is it yeah like two charlies is actually an alpha delta i don't think about like that i just think of charlies as the devil well it's because they are because it's so little points essentially when it comes down to it um, but you know, if you, I think it, my my head around minor scoring really changed when I thought about how do you take what you score on a target and then reshape it to having an alpha plus the lowest denominator essentially of that of that point. Um, and like you know, shooting alpha Charlie, um, what is it? I don't. Oh God, I can't do math right now. But you know, essentially, alpha Charlie is eight points. Yeah, but but like let's say you throw three Charlies on a stage shooting minor. That's pretty. You pretty much throw a mic on a target, shooting minor. Um, three Charlies, because you've lost six points. You only lost six points though. Yeah, but but that's a mic like, is ten points. On so you get an alpha mic. Like if you throw an alpha mic, it's because you only get five points for that, but you get the penalty for the for the mic. I'm I'm really confused about your logic right now. Oh no! Okay, so, so so like let's say let's say you shoot a course of fire, right? And at the end of it, you you walk away with three Charlies. No, but, so you have to shoot five Charlies to to be the equivalent to a, to a point to, or to a mic point wise. So that's so, so so you drop, you know, so you get eight points, eight points, eight points, eight points per target. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. As opposed to shooting all alphas. Yeah. So I think. What you're trying to say is you need to assess whether or not it's worth your time to shoot the Charlies versus shoot the Alphas. Yeah. And shooting minor, it's almost never worth it to shoot the Charlies. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So if I, it saves you like an entire position from running around like the entire stage, like it did at that match, that, that stage at Shadowhawk, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. that would have been worth it. Like that's a situation where it would have been worth it. If you're just being dumb and you're hosing the stage yeah. and thinking it's going to save you time and points or it is going to save you, uh, save your hit factor solely by time, you're wrong. Yeah. You are mm-hmm. so wrong because shooting minor, you cannot afford... Like, you have to shoot 95-plus percent of the points on the stage to be competitive at a higher level. Which is, to me, absurd because even in open, I probably don't shoot 95, you know, 95 I don't even think... I, I don't um, think it's that difficult. Um, Like, there are a couple targets where I intentionally will give myself a little bit of leeway 
Um, that's just because I don't want to spend a lot of time on them. Yeah, and I'm, uh-huh. and like, I'd be doing myself a disservice to, to waste my time aiming at the, like, you know, or taking like two or three makeups at the targets just to try and get alphas right. Or yeah. if it's like a really difficult exit or whatever. Um, but I almost never look at a target and be like, yeah, I'm just going to shoot Alpha Charlie on this. Or I'm just not going to aim. Yeah. Well, so I guess that, that differs for me a little bit shooting open because I just want to, you know, blast through a stage. And this is why you get screwed um, at Virginia State. You, well, well, you shot minor like a major gun. Well, well, Virginia State. That I think that had a lot, a lot of other reasons why I got screwed at Virginia State. Because um, I was actively telling myself the entire day, slow down, get your hits. But then when then you know, why'd you shoot so many Charlies? But, but when the buzzer went off, it was like, oh, dude, I got a dot. I'm shooting in my open gun. It's like, oh wait, trigger pull is not that great. Oh, we're recoil. Oh, geez, what's going on? Um, so you just like the moment the buzzer goes off it's an existential crisis almost and like it, it pretty much like as i'm running the stage in my head it's like a train wreck it's like wait a minute why isn't the gun returning where i'm used to it returning wait a minute that reset's really long what's going on oh god am i going to overrun that position because i can't get the trigger you know prepped fast enough oh geez, what's going I, I have on? never thought about overrunning a position because you couldn't freaking get a shot off fast enough dude it was it was bizarre like shooting weird, kid optics was super weird anyway state. anyway um, basically guys don't shoot charlie's if you're shooting minor don't shoot it if you can help it yeah and i think i think that's probably the hardest part about shooting minor because everyone wants to go fast Right, minor really entices you to go fast too because it has so little recoil. It does. Like it's so um, easy to shoot but, one, but it shoot is minor gun. so punishing. Regardless of you know shooting production or carry optics, it's just so punishing on your score. Yeah. Um, but I but I think that's why it's such it's so frustrating shooting minor for a lot of people because you can't get away with being sloppy. Like, you know, it, it's probably way more efficient to take you know, five to six seconds longer on a stage than, you know, to get all your alphas than it is to run it with, you know, maybe like a 70, 30 spread percent, like for, you know, alpha to Charlie ratio. For Dude, that's terrible. Um, but, but like, that's just the reality of the division, whether you're, you know, shooting minor, um, because like, you know, I was it, I was throwing some really fast times in carry optics at Virginia yeah, State. Yeah, they were hateful times. But but I was getting crushed by people who were much slower than me just because they Well, it's like so you and I had that one stage, right? The one that was all the hoser stage with all open targets. Yeah. And uh, it was basically run and gun, right? And you beat me because I had a total like I had a total mental breakdown on that stage because I can't go <laughs> fast apparently. I can never hose. I'm very bad at hosing. Um you beat me by what? I had 60 You beat me by 2 seconds. But you had a higher factor, and I had a higher, higher hit factor. factor than you, be- solely because I didn't drop as many Charlies as you, and you were shooting minor. Yeah, and and when when you see that happen, you're like, what happened? What's going on? And it's like, oh, it's because I have terrible terrible hits. Yeah, um, I beat my friend on a stage today because he was, um, it was a it was a ten point seven second stage for him, and it was a nine or it was a ten point three second stage for me, and it was a nine point seven stage for him. Um. And he beat, so he beat me on time because I had a couple makeups on steel. Um, but I only dropped three Charlies for the entire stage. He dropped, I think, seven Charlies and a Delta. Ouch, yeah. And like, so he beat me on time. He did not beat me on points. And I think if he had the Delta, he would have had me slightly on hit factor. And was, was he shooting major scoring? He as was well? shooting limited major, yeah. Wait, wait, and like the fact that that happens shooting major, like, of, of course it happens, right? It's, it's the math. 
behind it, right? But, yeah. But like the fact that it can also happen within the same division that you're shooting, that's you know that just further proves the point, right? That you got to get your hits. Yeah. But yeah, and you still can't get dealt. Like major scoring is major scoring, but you still can't get dealt. Those deltas yeah. are still lucky misses in major. But but with major scoring, at least you have the advantage where if you're fast, it hides a lot of that. Right, and so at some point, I feel like for major scoring, regardless of iron sights or red dots, you will excel for a longer period as you start, but you're still going to hit the same wall that you'll hit if you're shooting a minor division, where it becomes a balance between speed and hits. It just so happens that you'll really only notice it at a higher level because you have the advantage of major scoring. Um, I yeah yeah. Well, at least for most, like I guess you know everything equal between you know let's say one person who's shooting production for the or you know a new shooter who's shooting production and that same person you know who were hypothetically doing like the whole ghost racing you know in race games where they're essentially competing against themselves um like if, oh, if, yes. you, were to, if you were to hypothetically have them shooting both divisions at the same time the person shooting limited major versus you know let's say limited minor just for this example will excel much faster and then they'll just hit the wall later while the person will hit the wall earlier shooting minor scoring. Yeah, because the points just present themselves easier mm-hmm. shooting major. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so going back to the whole target presentation and stage planning between the two sighting devices, I think in the end, regardless of what sighting device you use, it all comes down to whether you're shooting a major or minor power factor in terms of how you design your stage plans around what's available to shoot at um, from one position to the other, because if you know if you're sacrificing, let's say one second for a full A zone presentation versus the perf, it probably makes sense to take that one second. You know, regardless. Yeah, shooting of, major, shooting major, I, or shooting minor, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, regardless of shooting production or carry optics. But still, that, this little bit like begs the question of carry optics. Just having an optic alone adds so much benefit in aiming so you can still you can take tighter shots you can especially like right? head, like headbox targets you know headbox targets tuxedos um, any of those targets right yeah um i guess you know i i hate to go back to skill set but you know like at 15 yards it probably doesn't make as much of a difference if both the iron sight shooter and the you know red dot shooter are practicing it probably isn't as big of a difference Versus, you know, a headbox target at, you know, 20 yards, which we've seen a couple of times where, you know, the person shooting a red dot would probably have a significant advantage over shooting that headbox than somebody with iron sights. Yeah, I think precision shots really, really make the differentiation pretty pronounced. Yeah. Um, And so, but I, I don't... I don't know if stage But it's designers... weird too, right? Because headbox like the, the upper the upper portion of the USPSA targets only offers a like a total of like a six inch six square inch area to shoot in alpha. Yeah. And I Right. So that's just that that's that again just comes down to weighing you know, weighing your, your score versus your points versus your time. Yeah. But but you know, head I guess headboxes are a little unique too, because even let's say you can close a gap between fifteen yards to ten yards. It's I, for me at least, it's still sometimes hard to hit those alphas at a, in a headbox because, you know. Oh, like um, I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. Whenever I shoot, uh, uh, like try and hit the upper A zone on a USPSA target, I just kind of point it at Brown and just smash it twice, and then 
I get two holes at where I get two holes. Yeah, it's it's almost just like a game. It's almost right? always Alpha Charlie for me or like a or you know, a close to Charlie. Yeah. But um yeah, I, I don't put too much thought into those because the the head boxes are really, really good time sucks. They, yeah, like because... people will spend way too much time aiming and shooting at them. And I think that's one of those situations where just kinda hammer it and move on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that as well. Um situation depending of course but i think that's that's generally what i found yeah and like even i don't know um i feel like i do that even if it's like a seven yard headbox target just like rip rip two on the on the brown wherever oh seven yards i'm um, gonna freaking hammer two on the paper and just go yeah and i feel like it, it it only gets worse you know you just put two hits on brown um sounds so wrong to say that um <laughs> but i feel like the two close, hits on cardboard yeah the uh Brown cardboard, yes, not the white. Well, no, I sometimes do it on the white cardboard too. Um, but the closer it gets, I feel like with headbox targets, it just it becomes even worse. Where it's just like dots on the target, rip two shots, and then move on. You know, not even worrying about yeah. is it is it yeah. was it the alpha or not? Um, yeah, it's 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 a thought. Yeah, I don't really put too much into into headboxes of all the targets though. Mm-mm. Unless like unless the stage is all headboxes. Have have you designed a stage that's all headboxes? I have classifiers that are all headboxes. Oh, was, was oh. not brain surgery is all headboxes uh, like ten yards. Yeah, that that's a. That and actually, cool. every, the last time, the last couple times I shot, I shot all alphas on it. Oh no way! Yeah, I nice. just kind of pointed the sights at the 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 brown cardboard and yeah. <laughs> smashed the trigger twice, and I guess that's what happened. Should have gone to Vegas that day instead, man. um but yeah and so you know going back to the whole um you know stage planning with iron sights versus or optic i think the only real advantage you get are targets with penalties just going back you know to wrap it all back yeah like targets with hardcover no shoots yeah that's that's where you get the most pronounced advantage i think shooting an optic but but if if you've got 30 yard open targets like is it really that much of an advantage? Um, there might be some, but I feel like um, not I don't know. nearly as much. I, I haven't shot a carry optics on a 25, 30 yards trying to get two alpha versus just dealing with an alpha Charlie. Mm-hmm. I actually I do kind of want to see that happen now. So, like, maybe, maybe you and I can go to the range. We can, we can each shoot the guns, right? So that way it's the same shooter for both the guns. Yeah, uh-huh. And then... We'll we'll compare our times and the points, and we'll see how consistently we can do it and all that. That that's a I think that that might be something to kind of play around with. Yeah, I think I think that'd be kind of because cool you have the care optics and we, and we can use the open gun too. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So we can try the open gun. We can try the care optics and, and then the limited gun and see what happens. Yeah, you'd have to give me like two hundred rounds on the limited gun before we ever do that though, just to, so I can see what the gun does. You can just hit the steel baffles up top at the range. <laughs> Again. Yo, I've done that with the carry optics guns. So you did it with an XDM though. Yo, but that <laughs> XDM, sweet. <laughs> okay, all right. You should just quit right now. Quit while you're ahead. Yo, but um, but it's it's just so funny though. Shooting open and then going in carry optics gun. It's like I don't know what to do with my yeah. hands. Everything. It's like so like the dot advantage is still there. So I think this is a good example. But like the points deficiency is so is so obvious at this point. Uh huh. Right. Like it it becomes. Like I said, people don't really appreciate major scoring enough until they shoot major and then minor. Yeah. Um, but and, but and, the advantage is so pronounced. 
And I think a big part of it is a lot of people don't like to do the hit factor math as much, um, especially like like uh, weekend warriors that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, because who who wants to do math on a <laughs> on a weekend? Yeah, while you're shooting guns, you just want to yeah. shoot guns. It's and... like, but like whenever I shoot my major gun, I still try and shoot alphas. So like, if you look at my alpha percent, like if you look at my points percentages, I'm still trying to shoot as many points as possible yeah. shooting major. And and I think you know everyone agrees at the highest level, right? It's uh, the the I guess the ratio between alphas and charlies is so low for all the top shooters, right? Regardless of yeah, top shooters um, shooting major are still shooting nine like ninety ninety three to ninety five percent of points. Yeah, the the main difference is that they can do it faster than I can shoot alpha charlies <laughs> uh, for an entire match, and so it's I hopefully one day skills you know skill set wise I'll get there where it's actually going to matter a lot more. Um, but as an A-class shooter right now, I think I'm probably sitting in a decent spot. I know. I think I'm trying to think in our area who I've really got. To, well, you know, I guess I guess everyone that we shoot with is still A-class, aren't they? Um, everyone who shoots open, at least. Um, Wampler's a GM. Well, yeah, but Wampler's been crushing me for the past, like, three years. So, um, but, like, I'm just trying to think. Because Scott Raider, is he, is he a master? I don't, I don't even know who that is. He's the guy who's currently winning um, CSRG at Shadowhawk for Open. No, I don't know. I just do the stats. I don't look at them. Yeah, <laughs> he's, really. he's currently winning. Um, but yeah, like um, Paul, Eric, Tim, they're all A-class, right? Or Tim's B-class? I think all of our friends are A-class or B-class. Yeah. And so I, I guess, yeah, then I do have a lot of competition to worry yeah. about. So I, I'm um, looking at the, uh, at the limited national stats right now. Uh-huh. And this is actually really funny. Limited has a higher percentage of points shot than carry optics. What? Yeah, I'm really? not kidding. So so look at this. JJ shot 92% of points at Limited Nationals. Ben shot 93%. Vogel shot 94%. And carry optics, Max shot 90%. KC shot 88%. And Nils shot 91%. That's kind of weird. The actually. next highest I see in the top sixteen are um, are uh, Vlieger and another and Carry Optics Master, both shooting ninety two percent. So I think Carry Optics. It looks like at Carry Optics Nationals. It looks like speed still kind of like it looks like speed played a considerable role. Yeah. So wait, so so what is what is what did the overall look like? So you know we we talked about this earlier. The whole you know, hit factor for carry optics and limited being pretty similar, right? So with with that point spread, what what did that end up? Because I know JJ won limited, right? Or he yeah. won overall for for everything. Um, but I mean, when it comes down to points, did the higher point percentage win out? Like in combined? Overall? Yeah, in combined. Yeah. Um, let me see. JJ beat Max by point one percent overall, and and he shot. Three percent more he, points. He shot two percent more points. Uh huh. And um, he he shot two more points total. That's nuts. So, it's it's crazy. So that means if Max had, for example, but let's, look, let's let's look at the overall time. Uh huh. So Max shot two hundred fifty-seven point nine three points or seconds overall. Two fifty-seven. Two fifty-seven. Right. JJ shot two sixty-four. So again, points versus time. That's kind of crazy, right? So, it, that, sh- that shows how crippling it is to shoot, you know, like overall in a match, you're 
you're seven seconds faster. So, like, that's only that, that comes at like point three seconds faster a stage, right? But that's yeah. you know, if you're shooting major for major, that's enough to come out over top a considerable amount. That is that's crazy. The, right. the fact that so again, JJ shot it slower, had more points, won. Yes. And so if if Max Michelle had taken, you know, let's say half a second per stage, had more points. He would have probably beat JJ overall, right? Or combined? Um, are, you, are you doing the, the practice score, <coughs> the magic of changing some of the scores? Oh, that's just no? too much work. Um, it's too much work. But yeah, no, that, that's kind of nuts. The fact that JJ shot it, you know, like seven seconds slower or whatever throughout the day. Um, throughout, yeah, all three days. And still won. And still won because he had, he had major scoring. I'm, I'm not saying JJ is not a better shooter than Max. Yeah, right. yeah, but, but, but from a purely like statistical, from a purely or, numbers perspective, right? It shows how, like, how much, you know, limited versus or how much major versus minor scoring. Actually, I, I do want to see the hits real quick. So if y'all will bear with us, so Max had three hundred sixty-five alphas, one hundred one Charlies, five deltas, one Mike. So three sixty-five, one hundred one. Let, let let me pull out a notepad. So 350, sorry, was it 350? 365 365 alphas and 101 101 Charlies. JJ shot 331 alphas, 129 Charlies. So shooting major over the span of seven days, that is not a a considerable amount of Charlies. That is not, yeah. Right? Um, Indifference. Shooting minor, that is a ridiculous amount of Charlies. Like, that Um, is actually crazy to think about. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, it's. I think this will be interesting. So he to... shoots better points over the entire match. Uh huh. Oh, and JJ also had two mics. Max had one mic, and JJ had more deltas. Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show, yeah, like like you're looking at a huge difference here. Or not, yeah. it's not a huge difference. It's a it's a point one percent difference, right? Uh-huh. But the difference in time alone, if that were if that were a local match, that would be freaking crushing. Yeah, that'd be brutal defeat. Uh huh. But yeah. but you can see over the freaking over three days, you shoot that many more Charlie. You shoot what twenty eight more Charlies. Uh huh. And you still come out on top. Then you're still slower because that one hundred one Charlies is so yeah <laughs> devastating to your hit factors. Yo, miners. Oof. I I'm very happy to go back to shooting yeah. open very soon. At twenty one. So um, at twenty one stages. So he came out just over. Max came out at just over five Charlies per stage on average. Uh-huh. That is a lot. For yeah, for carry optics, that would be considered yeah. That's a lot. Uh-huh. Like you look at you look at like Ben's numbers or like Mason's numbers in production nationals, mm-hmm. and it's that's a lot of Charlies. Yeah, like you can really have at that level. You can really have you know two or three at most on a thirty-two yeah. run course. And like just thinking back to you know Hunchik's videos from last year was it 2018 nationals um like they're you know i think on average he was throwing yeah two to three charlies per stage and uh, he probably shot i don't know so like 90 90 he was still in top 16 of 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 nationals so like it's still a considerable placement but it wasn't enough yeah but it was time too though like ben just shoots production really fast oh no so when juan chico shooting carry optics he 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 was second place carry optics yeah 18 he was um, second. Yeah, he he came, he came decently close to Max. Yeah, but Max had him on time by so much. But Juanzik yeah. had him on points by so much. Mm-hmm. 
So um, I think like I think that right there was the point versus time differential that we were looking for. <laughs> so I guess if you're Max Michelle and you go fast enough, you can beat anyone without caring. Yeah, I I think that's that's the sweet spot, right? Is figuring out um, you know the points for the match, how fast you can go and how sloppy you can be to maximize time. Because in the end, right, time is I don't still... think people like Max and JJ look at it like that. People like Max and JJ are, like, roll up to a stage, and they're like, yo, I'm amazing at shooting. Watch <laughs> me destroy this. Just, yo, peep, peep the shooting. Yeah. They, they don't even stage plan. They just stage. look at the targets, and they just and they just shoot. Yeah, it would be nice to do that. Um, but for us, you know, I think, right, that, but that's, like, the balance of it. Like, how, how fast can you go? How many points can you drop to still be competitive and to yeah. gain that edge, right? And so... You know, luckily for us, I don't think we have to think about it too much <laughs> for our skill level. Um, but I think I do when I'm shooting minor. I put a lot of thought into how my points will affect my stage shooting. Like, minor. like the actual math for it, but not the actual like in an overarching sense. Yeah. Okay. Not uh, not in a not in a. I'm gonna look at the stage. I'm gonna do the math like on the on the hit factors. I'm gonna you know start like pulling variables. Yeah, and like all right, let's we'll. Drop. Hey, I'm not that smart. <laughs> I don't and, think I don't think any will. Apparently Todd Jarrett can do it in his head, which is crazy. Uh, um, Tilly can do it too. Like, but, I, I think a lot of people have just done it a long time. They can just look at his stage and they can just kind of figure out a rough it factor. Yeah, and then for them, they'd be like, oh, well, I can drop points on that target. Like, it's worth dropping some points on that target versus spending the time. But, dude, that's nuts. Um, I know. Like, you I, and I are so pea brain compared to these people. <laughs> and it's just in there like, yo, we should have a calculator on you know the stage to do all that math. But It's um, funny. We, like, we spend a lot of time doing math for work. Yeah, well, but bad it's, at it. It's not even math. It's typing things into spreadsheets and, <laughs> and databases and like pressing Excel, buttons. Excel made me stupid. And then you know, I'd be like, "Hey, developer, can you do this computation on this? You know, these fields." So yeah. Well, anyway, like it's it's just it's it is fascinating, kind of looking at just how scoring affects. Yeah. Um. um the overall. Yeah, but again, going back to iron sights and red dots, I don't think it is that big of a difference between stage planning. Um, Again, I, I like I like I like I've said uh, before with limited versus carry optics. Mm-hmm. I think having having a red dot and minor scoring nets out the benefit of the red dot, and having major scoring with iron sights nets out the benefit of major scoring. Yeah. So that's why it's this is why I actually I talk a lot of crap on carry optics, but I actually really like seeing carry optics and limited shooters compete against each other because they're two completely divisions, yet they're almost a hundred percent compatible with each other. Yeah, it's insane to look at. It's awesome. Uh huh. So you look at local matches. You look. You look at level twos, level threes, and you look at like or in like nationals. Mm-hmm. They're so close together. Yeah, they're so freaking close. Yeah. Um. And I yeah I think I think you know it's for somebody to go to match and say oh this match favors you know red dot shooters. Well, it I can think. if it's all partials. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure if, you know, if the stages are designed well, even with partials, it'll net, it'll net out in the end. Um, yeah, but we assume the stages are designed well. Yes. That, that's a very big assumption. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess especially for level ones that, you know, it's, it's tough on match directors, right? Um, to put together stages every month for it. But, um, but again, like you said, I feel like it all nets out and it really just comes down to skill set. And if you're sitting at a place where you're like oh well this stage favors this equipment then i think it's a training issue more than anything um you know it's it would that really okay so so in the end right 
any stage is generally going to favor a dot because dots are just easier to use, period. Yeah, so that wouldn't even be stage. That's just talking about shooting in general. That's just you being bad at shooting. Yeah, and so I feel like if somebody were to say this match favors optic shooters is pretty much saying that this stage is ex is exploiting my weaknesses and I cannot perform at the level that's expected because of my weaknesses. Not that... Maybe, but then it's like... It's like the stage or match is favoring optic shooters. I don't think... Like, like, like in the end, you were competing against your own division, right? Yeah. So what's it really matter? Because everyone else in your division is competing. Like, hey, combined is the only thing that knows. <laughs> it's like... When I look at a stage, I do consider carry optics against... Like, I do consider the carry optic shooters at the same level I'm shooting against. Because it's a comparable... Um, like they're comparable divisions, like almost to a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. And and like you know, it it gives you a deeper field of field of competition if you want to put it like that. So it, like I, that's something I consider, but in the end, like in in terms of match results, it doesn't freaking matter. So sure, the match can favor optics because it can be a hard, it, it can be like a, a match like Florida Open, right? Where it's all very difficult shots. It's a very technical match. You're obviously going to have every advantage shooting a dot. Yes. But everyone else shooting limited is still shooting limited. Yeah, everyone else uh, shooting production is still shooting production. So like, shut the hell up. Yeah. And, and so, uh, yeah, again, the fact that you're competing with a division is definitely the, the main point. Um, but again, like if, if you have partials, you know, at a distance that you're not comfortable shooting, what does everyone recommend you do? You practice partials at a distance you're not comfortable shooting, right? And or so, you don't practice at all. <laughs> can't, oh God, I'm thinking about memes. Um, but but I but I think that's what it comes down to. Where you know, if you're shooting iron sights and you don't feel comfortable taking shots on a partial, at that's a certain distance, that's something you should work on. It's something you should be practicing. Where it, it comes to the point where it's no longer something that you can be like, oh well. You know, I got beat by a carry optic shooter, you know, who's a class under me because this, you know, the stage has partials at 20 yards that, you know, favors red dots. It's something you should be practicing. Fun fact, everything, everything except a close-up target that's a tight shot that considers height over bore is a shot that favors red dot. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, it's unavoidable. But this is the same thing where, like, you know, even for a dot shooter, um, I remember seeing David Wobbler at the range quite often when I was going a lot more and he was practicing um, Ipsic targets with a, you know, the diagonal no shoot or the hardcover mm -hmm. on it at 35 yards. Like, yeah, that's far. Like who does that? <laughs> right. Because I do that at, at 35 yards on a, I've done it. I've, I've practiced partial at 50 yards before. Well, that's weird. Wait, have you not? Um, I've, I've not, I don't even practice open targets at 50 yards. Um, Oh, I like doing I like doing bill drills at 40, 40 to fifty yards on open <laughs> targets. That's insane. But but going back to David shooting at partial targets for Ipsic targets out to thirty five yards, right? Because technically, even if it's at twenty five yards and it favors a dot, you can always practice for it, where it doesn't become a hindrance or something that in your head will say, oh well, this is a disadvantage to me. Right, because I, in the end, it all comes down to how much are you practicing the things that are uncomfortable to you, 
uh, to become a better shooter. Yeah. Like, um, fun thought, if you don't like seeing something in a match and you don't like shooting it because you always perform poorly, you should probably practice that thing. Yeah, and, and yes, at, a, at the surface level, it could be because, you know, the match director is shooting carry optics and wants to favor their own division. Um, but at the same time, again, it, in my head, it, it just seems like, you know, the, the match is exploiting a weakness that you have. And if you're using that as an excuse to say, oh, it favors red dots where shooting in any situation favors a red dot yeah um then you know it's something you can train out and i think it's it's almost just like a crippling mindset to just say oh well this is a stage design that favors a red dot hey, let's be real though at 90 percent of local matches 90 percent of the targets are open anyway so stop complaining at like 10 yards where, yeah yeah um but oof we're a little bit over today <laughs> on time um but you know i I think I want to explore this at another point as well. And maybe we'll hit the range and we'll actually see what it all translates to uh, between different platforms and different sighting devices. Yeah, I, um, I think once you tighten up your shooting a little bit with carry optics, it will have a comparable performance between us two. Yeah. So that'll be kind of fun to look at. Um, so, we, you know, maybe we'll have a follow-up episode. Maybe we won't. Um, so... So you'll yeah, just have to like stay maybe like if, if you and I can get time together to go to the range, just yeah. kind of test, you know, run a couple drills and major versus minor dot versus irons mm -hmm. we'll, we'll be able to kind of like pull some data down or something yeah and then you know even if that means i give you my open gun for a little bit and you give me your backup limited gun just to get a feel of what it's like to shoot dots so so you know we're not just walking in cold where it's like oh this is weird screw it i'm gonna do um, it cold <laughs> well we'll I see got balls. yeah well i don't so um especially with iron sights those little nubs i think they're just a flawed design um but a relic of the past <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, but everybody, thanks for tuning in. I know this one is a little bit of a long one, but hope you guys enjoyed you know, the little discourse that we had today. So, um, I'm Chris. I'm Keanu. Shoot well. We'll see you on the range.